Hello, welcome to Maybe Good Movies. Uh, I am your host, Jacob, and these are my co-hosts. Hi, I'm Monica. Hi, I'm James. And uh, yeah, this is our podcast. We're just going to be talking about uh, movies we like, TV shows we like, and uh, maybe other good stuff that we like. So let's just get started with uh, what we've been watching lately. Um, Or we could just talk about kind of... uh, you know, along with what we're watching, we can talk about kind of our history with with movies. You know, movies are everyone watches movies, but just kind of our personal histories, what we've been, uh, what kind of brought us to this point together. Um, so, yeah, um, James or Monica, do you do one of you two want to start? Well, I love movies. I've loved movies since I was. I don't even before I can even remember, I was constantly I'm the youngest of five so I was constantly put in front of the tv so no one had to deal with me (laughs) so yeah I've got a a vast knowledge of I think I pretend like I have a vast knowledge of of most movies most pop culture I was a little different I uh um growing up I think I saw like five movies I saw um Super Mario World uh or Super Mario Brothers (laughs) I saw The Land Before Time uh just and then we had just like random ones that were just on repeat like the disney renaissance one and so most of mine and uh, monica's relationship were married and so most of our relationship is uh is monica being like oh you haven't seen this movie yet we need to watch this movie and it being some obscure 80s and 90s movie (laughs) like jurassic park he's he's in the first 20 minutes of jurassic park the the t-rex hadn't the t-rex just came out and is like roaring and james is sitting over there sleeping (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh all right well that's a good start um no i uh yeah you know movies are fun i uh grew up uh i I really miss blockbuster i mean i used to go to blockbuster all the time um they used to have these deals it was like five movies for 20 bucks or it was like four for 20 or five for 20 and and my brothers and my dad would go like every week, every Saturday, we'd go to Blockbuster and just buy a bunch of dumb looking movies <laughs> and watch them. And, um, you know, that's just been a big part of my childhood is, is going to the theater um, or just going to Blockbuster and watching movies at home. And it's just kind of helped me like appreciate film as an art and just like there's so many different types of movies I watched growing up that like made me appreciate the, the art form, just like how different movies can be from each other. And uh, yeah. And these days I don't watch nearly as many movies as I used to, you know, I've got a family, I've got jobs and all that stuff. And it's just really hard to, to watch as much as you did when you were a kid. Um, but it still just means, <clears throat> means so much to me. So yeah, I don't know. It was, this is a, was a, you know, we all talk about movies a lot together, I feel like. So we decided to just, you know, go for a podcast. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jacob, you were one of the, one of my few friends that I, in my quote unquote adult life that I would go and go to the theater with and actually watch movies with. Yeah. And we, you know, talk about it afterwards. And now, you know, wherever we've lived, we've just called and talked to each other about TV shows and movies and everything else. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, it's great. Monica and I, it's a, it's a huge part of our conversations because it's... And our marriage, yeah. Well, we, we'd gotten, when we first started dating, we got together and he was just like, okay, well, it's your... And like a week after we got together, uh, it was my birthday. And he's like, well, what do you want to watch? 
and I was just like, why the the Spider Man Far From Home came out, and I, not Far From Home, Homecoming came out, and I was just like, well, I want to go see Spider Man, and he's like, no, you don't have to go see Spider Man because I want to. Like, we we can do whatever you want. I was like, I want to go see Spider Man. <laughs> it's like I, so I had to convince him that I wanted that I was a big nerd and really into action movies, and so. Yeah. We're, we're trying to watch something i'm like can we watch the big action movie and he's like yeah but can we watch the drama like, no nah, i want to see something explode awesome all right well um yeah that's great um so let's just get into what we've been watching lately um I'll go ahead and begin with this. I, uh, we just finished, my wife and I just finished watching um, episode three of, of uh, the book of Boba Fett. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been pretty down on this show so far. Uh, I think all of the Disney plus things like the, the MCU shows and, and um, the Star Wars shows, it's been a little drab. I don't know, especially the MCU. I've, I've been getting a little bored of it. I still really like it. I still really like where, where a lot of things are going. And I especially like Spider-Man. Um, but I don't know. It's just been kind of hard to get into the shows. And, and the first two episodes of Boba Fett, I felt the same way. I was a little bored. I didn't really like, you know, Tatooine is a little boring. And um, I think it's on Tatooine. It's on Tatooine, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure I'm not wrong or I'm no, not you're definitely spouting right. false information. Um, <laughs> but the, the third episode, I think, really came into its own. I really liked where the story went. I kind of liked how it focused more on the present in the story rather than like the past. I, didn't, I, I don't really need to know where Boba Fett came from. All I need to see was him get out of the, uh, the Sarlacc pit. And then after that, I'm good. You know, I, I know he runs into the Mandalorian and stuff. I don't really need to see all that in between. So I was a little bored of those first two episodes, but this third one is was really good. I, I right after finishing it, right before we started recording, actually, uh, we watched it, and I was just like, "Wow, okay, this show might actually be pretty good." And then you know, there's only like four episodes left, or something like that. Um, I think I think they're only doing seven episodes, so. I don't know. I hope it goes somewhere pretty good. Um, I've, I'm feeling a lot better on it now than I was last week. So, I'm trying to remember what. Okay, so season three, uh, or episode three. Okay, <clears throat> I couldn't remember if we just watched episode four or five. We just watched five. Yeah, we just watched um, five. And uh, yeah, the first, the first three are really good. Um, yeah, we're kind of of the opposite mind where we have really been enjoying most of the stuff that Disney Plus has come out with. Yeah. I've been pretty impressed and pretty excited for everything that's pretty much gone on. Um, I'm just one of those person that like, I love all the lore. I love going deep into people's characters and figuring out things and, and things like that. And so, and I loved Boba Fett. I thought I was, I was one of those people that was really disappointed in uh, Return of the Jedi when he just kind of jumps into the <laughs> Starlight <Starlike> pit <laughs> and you don't see him at all. And then I love the fact that he came back and that we have the same, the, the recurring character of, oh my gosh, I'm spacing on his name. What's his name? Boba Fett or? Boba Fett, the guy who plays him. Oh, Tamir Morrison? Yeah, I love him. I think he's great. I, yeah, I think he does a really good job. And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'm really cool. It's really cool seeing him from like, you know, he played Django Fett, what, what like 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Playing his son. And like, it fits, it all fits the timeline. This wacky Star Wars timeline 
that we've gotten, you know, in the seventies, we started getting the, the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy. And, you know, it's just been jumping around for so long, but like it works somehow. It's yeah, just I know. It's just, somehow the stars collide and like everything is actually fitting together. It's, I, I don't know. It's like George Lucas planned it, but he did it at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Well, it's, it's like, it's so good though. They, they have like Dave Filoni and, uh, um, that other guy, James John Favreau. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. John yeah. Favreau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're just like taking these things, moving them forward. They really care about the source material and, and the fan service associated with it. Yeah. Cause there's a bit like, it's, it's a, it's a balance of servicing, serving the fans, giving them what they want, but then also expanding the story, expanding the art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is so hard. It's so hard to do with Star Wars because the fans of Star Wars are like, they're so, uh, don't get me excited on them. Like, they're <laughs> like, I feel like there's like a population of Star Wars fans that love to hate Star Wars and love to hate people who love Star Wars for just being Star Wars. Yeah. And so those people kind of ruin it. But like, if you just like, I you just sit down and you just love being in that world again. You love being far away in a galaxy long, long ago. Like you love it. And um, James and I, we, we've gone into um, the High Republic series, which mm-hmm. is like three hundreds of years before. Yeah, uh, the 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 Republic. So for the prequels, and so it's just I just love the story. I love learning more about the character. Like not even the characters. Like Yoda's not even in high republic but just like just the yes but it, it's like he's it's limited yeah 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 i yeah i um i miss i i get a little upset when i think about how we get four mcu show or four mcu movies and like five shows a year now but we people got mad that we were getting one star wars a year i miss <laughs> i miss that i miss that looking forward to a star wars movie every year but yeah. you know these shows kind of fill the gap so I don't know. It's it's probably for the best because the last trilogy was was really poorly planned. Um, I liked them, but you could kind of tell they didn't really have a plan yeah. set out, which was really weird. Like for Star Wars, you would think you would think they'd like work a little harder on making everything a little more cohesive in that trilogy, the new trilogy. But yeah. Also, I really liked Rogue One. Like Rogue One, I mentioned this to you earlier. Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies because it's just so well done yeah. and it's not like it's trying to connect in but it's not trying to carry any of the, of the, of the characters over. Everyone dies at the end. There's yeah. like it's it's that done. Tunnel scene? Oh, thanks Chris. Like, yeah, it can just it can be its own movie. Yeah. And so like I think I think if you had some of the same talent directing their own star wars movies it'd be it'd be really interesting we uh monica and i were talking about bryce dallas howard oh yeah uh, she's great yeah she's she's amazing just give great her whatever episode. she wants man she oh. she directed the fifth episode of of the mandalorian i don't want to spoil oh, no. anything boba fett. of uh, sorry book of boba fett um and uh she just did an amazing job and she had two episodes of, of the mandalorian yeah yeah um, she's ron howard's daughter like if, if she could you know do her own movie and it would be amazing and even Taika Waititi, if he had his own movie, and I know there's talks of him possibly doing more with Star Wars, yeah. but I think having a standalone, like, imagine like a standalone Darth Maul movie uh, that's led by Taika Waititi. Oh, like, oh it would be so awesome. It would, it would just be, it would be super interesting. Or, yeah. you know. Taika, yeah. he can just like, it's hilarious, but then there's moments that just rip your heart out and you're like, wow, this is, this is so moving. I love this. 
Yeah, Taika Waititi is a fantastic filmmaker. I, I love him. So is um. Yeah, I want to see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, it's so good. Is that, it? really good. that one is really good. Yeah. And because he, he just plays with a really hard topic. I mean, right. the Holocaust, <laughs> Nazis, yeah. and a child that's being brainwashed. Yeah. And, and and he makes it fun, but he also doesn't cheapen the yeah. idea. Like it, like he brings home like the importance of what that means and what it right. means to be in like the Holocaust and everything like that. And that, that's what I love about Taika. <laughs> And he knows how to cast. I mean, he's got his, Sam Neill was amazing in a lot of his in a lot of his stuff. Um, uh, who else did he bring? He brought in Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton of great child actors that he's worked with yeah. that have just done amazing things. In uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, have you seen that one, Jacob? I haven't. No. That one. That's a must watch. Oh yeah, well the character, like the the main protagonist of that story, he's in the new Deadpool. And like, he's just, he's hilarious. His timing is awesome. And he's just like, he's just a, like physically funny. And like, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, it's a good one. Cool, cool. Yeah, not to mention what he did with Thor. He really turned Thor around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was probably like the worst series, like of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like it's probably the worst one. Like it's probably like, yeah, this is okay. Like we'll watch it. But then Thor Ragnarok, it just, I could rewatch that movie more times than anything else because it's funny, it yeah. like it's heartwarming, and it's just it's yeah, it's just awesome. I think they do a good job too because it the like Ragnarok didn't pull away from Thor like the original Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kenneth Branagh did an amazing job. I really <laughs> like. We, Monica and I are <laughs> on a bit of a Kenneth Branagh kick right now. <laughs> we watched Tenet last night, so I'm a little afraid of him right now. <laughs> And that uh, only makes sense if you watch the movie. <laughs> he does an awesome job. And uh, he does very Shakespearean, very dramatic. And like, that's kind of what you needed for the first Thor yeah. movie. But then, like, you yeah. kind of let Chris Hemsworth be Chris Hemsworth. And he's a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. See, and, the tonal shift by the time that Ragnarok comes around, and it was, it was great. But it works because now he's able to meld a little bit better with Guardians of the Galaxy, which works because they're going to be together in Love, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they are. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll be really good. Uh, it feels like we're like we're on this like dry spell of Marvel movies right now too, because um, we're not getting one till May. Too. Like, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> we, we just got four. We just got four of them. I know. I know. It's not enough. It's never enough. I don't we're know. We're gonna wait until May. We have like a five month dry spell between the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Oh, yes. what are we doing? We're gonna. Yeah. We're probably gonna have a whole like episode talking about that. But man, oh man, uh, that was such yeah, a we've, good. We've got a lot of talking about the MCU. I'm, I'm sure in our future. So we'll we'll save some of that. Um. um back to what uh, I've I've been watching though. Um, oh sorry. Oh, oh, no no. It's good. Um. So Boba Fett, and then we also, I also watched, uh, the new Scream just came out. I love, so I don't really like slasher movies very much, um, but I love Scream. That's like the one exception to. Well, that's really funny that you like Scream because it's like, isn't it a riff off of other like slasher movies? Like, isn't the first Scream just talking about like tropes of different slasher movies? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because Wes Craven created the Scream franchise and he also created Nightmare on Elm Street. So he's kind of making fun of a genre that he kind of started with Scream. <laughs> um, 
or at least that he like made good or made like really popular. And um, so, yeah, um, so Scream, they're just great movies. They're, they're funny, they're scary, they're, uh, they're good mysteries. Um, yeah, I don't know why I like them so much, especially because, like I said, I don't really like slasher films. I, I, I don't like too excessive gore. It's just, I don't know, it's just too much. But I think Scream does it really well. Um, but so we were going to go see it. And, uh, my wife Landon said that she hadn't seen any screen movies. So I was like, Oh, well, uh, can't see the new one until we see the old ones. So let's go back and start watching them. So we watched the first one and, um, yeah, it's just a fun ride. It's, it's a good movie. Um, it, you know, it's, it's showing its age definitely at this point. Um, but it's a good starting point for the series. I, I've actually never seen Scream 2, uh, so I'm pretty excited to watch that one next with Landon. Um, but yeah, so that's that's next on our list. Um, we'll get around to it probably this week. But uh, what about you two? What have you been watching? So those are those are awesome movies. But we, so we've been watching. So last night we decided to watch Tenet finally after what it's been out for like a, more a than year. a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we decided okay. to give it a try, um, and we loved it. Like it was. It was awesome. I know it's gotten a little bit of flack, but Christopher Nolan, like he does what he does and it's awesome. I loved the time, like time quote traveling thing. It was, I don't want to give too much away, but it was really, really well done. Yeah. And I, one of the big things I felt during it is that I don't understand it and I don't need to understand it. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like somebody, another commenter, pointed out that you can just kind of let the, narr- the, the narrative pull you along and, and inform how you should feel about things yeah the music yeah help you understand and like it does like the acting is great like not everything makes sense but it doesn't need to like it, it I don't know I just think it's beautifully done and obviously Robert Pattinson's in it and it's like I haven't watched a lot of his stuff other than Twilight and I loved seeing him in a different role oh he's and, great he's yeah, such a character Twilight is is so it is not representative of what he can do. Yeah. Oh yeah, well he hated he hated Twilight. It's yeah. he could totally see that, but he loved this role and just seeing how much he's progressed. I'm really excited for the new Batman movie that he's in. Oh yeah, um, and that's coming out in March, so that's really exciting. Um, what's something else that we've watched? We've been watching Kim's Convenience. As oh well. my gosh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, oh, you know, I've heard of that. I, I have. Uh, I had another friend recommend that show to me. It's, I, it's really good. I I watched the first like couple of minutes of it like a few months ago and I was just like, yeah, I'm not into it. And then we just watched the first episode and we're like, we've got to like devour this show. This is awesome. So yeah, we finished up the first two seasons within a week. Oh yeah. And uh, we, we like these light comedies, light sitcom comedy type things. Yeah. And this one, they're like 20 minute episodes. They take place in Toronto, Canada. And so Classic. yeah, these really nice people. <laughs> But like they, I, what I've noticed, and it was a principle that somebody pointed out that sometimes shows and movie or shows generally, <clears throat> in the first episode or the first few episodes, they'll do things that are really extreme so that if they need to do something like it later, they already set the precedent for it. Yeah. And so like sometimes they'll have like a like a partial nudity scene early on. They did not do that in Kim's Convenience. They did. <laughs> but the the first like the opening scene in the first episode of Kim's Convenience is about giving away a gay a gay discount. Yeah. And Mr. Kim just being so uh, 
disconnected from uh, the people around him and uh, during like a pride parade. Yeah. And so offering a gay discount and talking about how his gaydar is the most accurate. And it can be kind of like a grading concept. But he just did it really well. And like there was somebody who was in drag and like Mr. Kim's just like, hey, why do you why do you dress in drag? And like the person's just like, oh, because it's it makes me feel like I'm more myself. And he's like, oh, that's nice. That's good. You should do that then. And it's just like a really it was a beautiful expression of something that's just, yeah, that's the way we should act to people who right. who do those things and who like that's the that's what they want that's what they want to do. Like we should be supportive of that. We should just kind of accept it. And uh, yeah, that's um, Paul Sun Kyung Lee. Um, butcher these names. Oh I'm yeah, so terrible. sorry. So sorry. <clears throat> and he's uh, he's in Star Wars in the Mandalorian. Yeah, and uh, he's also going to play uh, Uncle Iroh in the new live-action Avatar. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. we're so excited for that. And so, like, he's just seeing be, him in that is going to be so good. I'm so excited for him to be Iroh. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling after seeing a lot of like live-action adaptations of uh, like some anime that Netflix has done, like for uh, uh, what was it, Death Note and Cowboy Bebop. Mm. I, I know Avatar isn't anime, but I just am feeling like they might butcher that as well. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but nervous. Yeah, no, you have every right to be. Like, we're all cautiously optimistic with that, and we're hoping that it's going to be okay. I really uh, I love but, Avatar. But as I, long as it's a good story. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. As, as long as it's true to the story and, like, it's true to the characters i think it'll be nice and if i i would like to get a different sides of the characters i'd like them to expand on the characters i don't want to see the same thing that i saw in in like animation like i want to see i don't know i would love to see like i've read through the kiyoshi novels mm -hmm. and those are really good and it shows a side of all the previous like it, it shows a lot of the of the previous avatars in a different light and you get to see more of Kyoshi as she's becoming herself because she's only like 16 and 18 in the books. Um, not 200. Not 200, <laughs> like you see her in the show. And yeah. then you get to see a different side of Avatar Kurok. And I think he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And just totally misunderstood Avatar in the light of most of the media around it. Mm -hmm. And they talk about that in the Kyoshi novels. And it would be so cool to see those types of things. And honestly, with the technology we have today, they could really do an awesome show about avatar crook um or just go back even further and show a different avatar or do the next avatar in the cycle yeah like they could literally that's a thing that i think sometimes show like tv shows don't do like for example harry potter like they could have gone back in time and done like a marauders tv show or they could have done um they could gone forward in time and done like a modern day wizard and like different things like that like just put us in the world yeah. we don't like, but I don't know. I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about Fantastic Beasts because I'm like a diehard Harry Potter fan. Uh -huh. um, and so, but like, yeah, so. We've also been rewatching the uh, the Hobbit series. Yeah, I, I am halfway through uh, Smog, Desolation of Smog, um, or Smag, however you pronounce it. Oh. I don't know. Um, and 
I just like I'm just like, I just stopped and so I need to start rewatching it again but I really like it because the first time I watched it I was around somebody who like read the book and they were like super negative towards the movie and so I think that kind of skewed my view of it but it, it's a really good movie and I think they did a really good job on it yeah while we're on you know talking about the hobbit movies um i have never seen any of them like hobbit or lord of the rings i always kind of wanted to but i decided recently to to read the books first um so i started reading the hobbit and i got like five pages in and i was like what am i doing i don't want to read this this is this is really boring (laughs) (laughs) no if you feel that way about the hobbit the hobbit is only like 300 pages but um apparently like the two towers like the part where the there's he doesn't have any reference for it. He doesn't. I guess he hasn't seen the movies. There's a there's a couple of characters in the second movie that are these large trees, and they move very slowly because they're like super old and things. Right. Time is relative to them, and like she, I, me, me, and my friend, my friend who was reading it was like she was reading, and I was reading a different book, and I had gotten through like we'd read the same amount of pages but the story like the amount of story that I read in the books and then pages that I read was way different than her because like they were just like sitting there like contemplating having a conversation and she's just like I am so bored it took her like a year to get through that the, the two towers the movies are so good they the movies are really good I haven't read any of the books uh I played the video games growing up oh that counts okay. yeah and I read a lot of Chronicles of Narnia which is similar that's such um, a different author. I think for me, I, I realized that I don't really like reading fiction. I think I usually just like reading nonfiction, um, unless I like manga. Um, I even, I used to read comic books a lot, but even that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care about comic books as much as I used to. But it's usually, yeah, just, so like when I, I was trying to force myself to read these books and I was like, why don't I just watch the movies? I, I don't really like reading these kinds of like fiction books. Um, we, we will watch the movies with you like and explain anything that we need to i love those movies after i had um our first baby um we watched my our like a very dear friend of mine and yours um my husband james came over and we watched all three of them together yeah <laughs> the extended cuts and everything it was yeah, great it was awesome <laughs> those are intimidating man they're like four hours or so yeah but it's worth it it doesn't feel like it's four hours Okay, if I'll you take your word for it. Snyder cut, then you can sit through Lord of the Rings. That's, that's, what I- that's actually the thing. I have we haven't watched the Snyder cut because it's four hours. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's so long. We're like we started watching it. We're like we'll break this up into like four nights, watch an hour a night because four hours is so long. And then we just never really got around to it because we just didn't want to break it up that way. But what we're still there, planning on watching there's four parts for it. You can. It's really. Did you get to this like part two? No, no. We started and then we're like, this is a dumb way to do this. So, Oh, I man, you're going to have a really hard time with Lord of the Rings then. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I believe in you, though. It's worth it. Let me just tell you. But do you, are you into fantasy? Or are you more into like sci-fi comic book? Oh, no, I, I love fantasy. Um, I, I just I mostly play I mostly play video games and I, I watch, you know, I like watching TV and movies, but it's just the books. I just can't read fantasy books. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get through them. Yeah. But yeah, so is that uh is that everything that you've been watching lately? Just about it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, well cool. Let's uh let's get into our topic. Um so you know that we talked about some good stuff there, but um 
what we want to talk about um, mainly is, uh, you know, kind of to introduce our tastes of where we come from with movies. Uh, we kind of gave a, a little tease to that at the beginning of, of this episode, but we want to um, talk about our top three movies, um, our personal favorites. Um, it could be our personal favorites today, could be just our personal that we that we made a list of or, or whatever. Um, but just our top three movies that we want to talk about and just kind of uh, why we like them in that order or just, you know, go from there. Um, I was thinking we could start with um, each of us say our number three and then each of us say our number two, each of us say our number one. Um, so does anyone want to, Monica, you want to start with yours? Uh, sure. Um... So mine are, uh, mine are interesting because I like chose my favorite of different genres. And so the one I'm going to pick for the third is, um, so I like murder mysteries and I like comedy. And so the all time best murder mystery comedy is definitely Clue. <laughs> it's, um, oh, let me look up what year it came out. I'm pretty sure it was like 86. I should have known that. I should know this, but I don't. Oh, it was 85. So close. So 1985, Clue comes out, and it's about a board game, and it has Tim Curry in it, um, Christopher Lloyd, um, and a bunch of other actors, but, like, those are, like, the the top ones, but it's, it's hilarious. I love the fact that there were alternate endings, and, like, yeah, it's my comfort movie. When I'm sick, I want to watch it. I, like, I, like, watch it once a year. It's just hilarious, and, like, um I heard once that like you can tell a lot by a person by their favorite Tim Curry movie and so mine's Clue and so I really don't know what that says about me (laughs) but I I definitely enjoy it it's a it's a good movie all around yeah I uh when you mentioned that before I was actually a little surprised because I never think of Clue the Clue movie when I think of like great movies but you know I mean you were just talking about the cast and it does have a pretty good cast it, you know it's a pretty good mystery movie and it's just not traditionally what you think of when you think you know greatest movies of all time right yeah definitely not well i'm not i'm not one to be conventional like i just um uh, i think it's good because first of all tim curry's at one point he's pretending to to murder these people trying to figure out the murderer and he's like running through the house with a pretend knife after some other person. So, you know, it's gotta be good. <laughs> yeah, I love him, Curry. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Well, uh, James, how about you? What's your number three? So uh, for my list, I kind of chose three movies that I've seen recently that I really liked, like within the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my number, th- my, my number three actually was Tenet, which we watched last night. Nice. Um, and the big thing's like, I mentioned earlier, like, I, I, didn't, I, I don't understand it. I don't want to pretend like I understand all the mechanics of it. And I think that's the point is that you get an understanding of, like, how it functions. And, I mean, it's a Nolan movie. Yeah. Um, but then there's there's one scene in particular, and um, it doesn't really – it's not too much of a spoiler. It is, it is a spoiler. It's But in, the, in one of the climactic battles – there's there's a scene and it like the editing on it is just awesome i can't i, I can't spoil it the building yeah you know um, i am um, i remember reading a lot of 
um, articles on on the movie and just talking about how you know it was a relatively low budget movie for how movies are made today. Um, I remember that that got a lot of attention and uh, Christopher Nolan tends to use practical effects, which I love. I think practical effects um, age a lot better than uh, digital effects. Oh yeah, and uh, I I just really admire his his commitment to to like making his movies work with a small he, he uses creativity to fix problems that money can't necessarily fix you know and yeah. I really admire that about him and I, I read a lot about that's what he did in Tenet I have yet to watch it myself but well just like and this isn't spoiling anything but the fact that like they recorded stuff and they did it backwards and they invented this new way of filming so that they could film it a certain way and so that it looked and it made sense like it just like he puts time and effort like you can see that he puts time and effort into these and like these movies and they're not just like these one-offs and like they, they don't matter like you can tell that they matter to the person who created them and I think I enjoy that when you can tell that people <coughs> like what they're doing and that they enjoy it and that they love it and so yeah. you can definitely see that in Tenet. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Jacob? Um, yeah, so my number three is uh, the movie Goodfellas by Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I love Martin Scorsese. I think he just makes brilliant films. He is a, he's a true artist, in my opinion. And um, Goodfellas is kind of the first, like, I guess rated R movie that I've ever really seen by myself. Um, growing up, you know, I mentioned how we would watch a lot of movies. Um, but, you know, my, my dad would use your fast forward through bad scenes. And, and But Goodfellas was like the first movie I decided on my own to watch by myself being kind of a more dark movie. And that kind of helped me like appreciate what violence and, and what really mature themes can do for film. You know, up until that point, I had seen a lot of more kid-friendly stuff. But, um, you know, Martin, uh, just the gangster vibes of, of the whole movie, the whole, the whole story, the, the Joe Pesci was, was, I love Joe Pesci. He's, he's a, such a great actor. And um, he was able to be like so threatening and, and also so funny at the same time. And uh, yeah, it was just, I haven't seen it in a long time and I really want to get back, back around to it. Um, I had recently watched The Irishman on yeah. Netflix uh, also by Martin Scorsese and just watching that I was like oh man I gotta watch Goodfellas again that that movie was just so good and um, but yeah so it just made me appreciate what what um, more mature themes can do for movies and uh, yeah it was just it's just such a good watch Goodfellas is definitely on our watch list eventually yeah I'm looking through his credits right now or his filmography and um I think the only one, only movie that he's been involved with that I've seen is uh, The Aviator, which he was an executive producer on. Martin Scorsese? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, you're missing out. He's a brilliant director. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know he's one of the best. Yeah, he's a, he's a little harsh on, uh, <laughs> on Marvel movies. He was talking recently in an interview about how um, it's not true true film or, or, or true cinema it's not true cinema those marvel movies yep. i don't really agree with that 
I think it's a little pretentious, but you know, he knows he's, he's talented. So I guess, I guess you got to appreciate that to a point. Yeah. Sometimes people are just going to say what they're going to say. And if it, if it's not their cup of tea, that's okay. That's the thing with media is that it doesn't have to be your cup of tea. Like yeah. other people can just enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Number two movies, Monica, go ahead. Um, so, so um, my second, so my second category of movie that I is my favorite category is rom-coms. Um, I am a woman and of course I love rom-coms. I feel like that's in my DNA. Um, but my favorite rom-com is um, Austin Land. I think it's hilarious. I'm really into comedies. I love to laugh. I love to be entertained and I feel fully entertained. I love the love story in the movie. It's very subtle like it's supposed to be a play on Pride and Prejudice which is I, I enjoy Pride and Prejudice as well mm-hmm. um and I I just like this movie it's fun to watch it's funny it's heartwarming and like there's I don't know lots of kissing who can be who can be mad at that at that it's a really good movie I Monica showed it to me and I uh I did like it it was it was very funny it's got uh Carrie Russell in it um let's see Carrie Russell Jennifer Coolidge that guy from uh, Flight of the Concords is in it. Okay. Barrett McKenzie. Yeah. So I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure who who that is. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really familiar with a lot of these movies and people that you're talking about. To be honest. That's okay. You're. That's loud. <laughs> we are cheating and we are using IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how we're so knowledgeable. We just constantly read on on uh, IMDb. Just spend hours and hours a day just memorizing things on IMDb. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's my that's my second favorite movie. What about you, James? Uh, mine is the second one that I thought of, uh, which would be uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Oh man, so good. Which was like like I mentioned, it's, it was like this perfect balance of fan service and propelling the the story forward and propelling it into new ways and uh they've talked about how the contract that tom holland is going to be is signing with sony and marvel right now is the largest contract in his career which makes sense he's super young so any contracts yeah and then but it's potentially one of the largest and longest contracts for marvel which i know they were kind of getting away from the multi picture deals but there's there's rumors of there being two more trilogies of spider-man i'm holland spider-man that would be a lot it would be a lot he's talked about how if he's 30 and you know still playing spider-man he's doing something wrong but they can get him right up to 30 and i think it would be um i i I don't know i I think another trilogy where he's figuring things out and then a final one where he just steps back as a mentor to like miles morales would be amazing that would be, I think cool. be really, really well done. Yeah, maybe the third one not being truly his trilogy, but maybe like the first one passing. Like a handoff it. trilogy kind of thing. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I love Tom Holland. Um, I, there's a lot of people I love. Uh, Tom Holland's a great actor, and he is he's such a good up and coming actor. He, mm-hmm. um, I mean, his first major role being Spider Man was was huge for him, but also for us. Like he's. In my opinion, he's the best live-action Spider-Man we've gotten. Um, I love Tobey Maguire. I love Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was handed some pretty bad movies, but he's an excellent actor. 
And I, I know he could have done so much more as Spider-Man. Um, and Tobey Maguire was, was a classic, but Tom Holland just brought so much to the character that's true to the character. Um, he, he's just so good in the role. I, I, I just love his take on the character. I love his take on... I like that they aged him down. It was kind of tiring seeing 30, 40-year-olds play a teenager <laughs> in high school, but Tom Holland was, what, 19 when he got the role? So yeah. they only had to age him down a couple years um, mm-hmm. to, to fit into into these movies. And I, I loved that. I loved seeing young Peter Parker and not, you know, just graduating high school, Peter Parker. It, it's really cool to see him actually start at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Without, with like start at the beginning without being the year one story. Yeah. I, yeah. Like that. I like that we saw him in civil war first. I think that made a huge difference. Yeah. And like, he was introduced through Iron Man and then like, yeah, I, I thought they did an awesome job with No Way Home. And I completely agree with you. I think Tom Holland, with reading the comic books and like looking at that Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, he is the comic book Spider-Man. Like I could see him as that. And he's his build is more close to what Spider-Man should look like. And I, yeah, I completely agree. I love, I love his emotion too. Like he never cheapens it. Like his emotion is so real and you could feel it. And like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And this movie in general, it did a really good job of tying up the loose ends with a lot of the villains, with a lot of, with, with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I think was a great ending for his character. I think it was a great oh. end of the arc. Yep. And Andrew Garfield, they, this was the best Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing. That's and how you know. I, it's like, oh, he could be so much better if they gave him good movies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly do hope that they bring him into the, the Venomverse? The Venomverse, yeah, the Sony yeah. pictures of... Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, Sony pictures universe of Marvel movies. I hope they bring him into that because his character would fit so well and it would just... Yeah, a little darker of a Spider-Man because mm-hmm. of the loss of Gwen and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Him trying yeah. to manage a team of anti-heroes, that'd be fun. Yeah, be that awesome. would be fun. And we'll, we'll be spending more time on Tom Holland. Uh, the Uncharted movie is coming out very soon. Uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, I play a lot of video games and Landon does as well. And we love Uncharted. Um, so we're really excited for that. I'm sure, you know, it's a movie based on a video game. Those don't exactly have the best track record. But, you know, we, we also went to go see the Resident Evil movie. That was a train wreck, but we had a good time. So I'm really hoping Uncharted ends up being good. But even if not, I'm sure it'll be a good time. And Tom Holland's a good actor. It also has Mark Wahlberg. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I like Mark Wahlberg as well. So we're excited, Yay. but we'll we'll be spending some time on Tom Holland soon. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we definitely will. But yeah, we couldn't. I, I, I could talk for hours about No Way Home and Tom Holland. So I'm really excited about talking about him a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, go go ahead with my second movie. Uh, my second movie is uh, La La Land. Yeah. It's, oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. I. Um. Let's see. I watched it. I think it was uh, Christmas of 2020. Um. Let's see, it's 20, yeah, 2020. Uh, I I was at my in-laws' house. We were all just chilling. Um. I was actually alone. Everyone was doing something else, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just pop a movie on." And I I had been wanting to watch La La Land for a while. And, you know, it's just a, it's like, eh, I got nothing going on. I'll go ahead and just pop this on. And just watching this movie, I was like, this is amazing. It's so good. The music is great. 
the story's great. The ending's great. The, they have this date on, um, at a, uh, what are they called? Um, planetarium. What was that? Was it the planetarium? Planetarium. Yeah. 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 The date at the planetarium, that whole scene, there's not a, a lick of dialogue, but it's just them dancing and, and, and the music's playing. And, and it's like the way the cinematography, the way it's shot is just incredible. And then I don't know. It was just a really nice love story that was very real and it wasn't, it just, I just loved it. It was so good. There's so much about the movie I could gush about. And um, again, it just really helped me appreciate what film can do. Um, the way things are shot and the, the, the non-conventional love story that it had, the, the couple doesn't end up together at the end. And, you know, in so many love stories, they do. But this is a love story about the couple not working out. And I just, it's really nice to see that in a film because so often you just see even couples that you don't think should be together end up together in the end. It's like, how did, how did that happen? But this is like, these are, this is the perfect couple. They're so good for each other and it ends up not working out and that's okay. And like the way the movie ends is like, I just, I just really liked it. It's such a good movie. I'm, and, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. It's been a while since I've seen it and I, I forgot it ended, ended that way. I think it was yeah. 2018. No, it was 2017 when we watched it. Mm -hmm. it was I think it came out in 2016, um, something like that. But uh, and yeah, like won the Oscar, an Oscar, and then it ended up it was actually not winning an Oscar and super awkward. Um, no, I think it did actually win it. I think it did. I think they said the other. I think they said Moonlight. Or no, Moonlight ended up winning. Um, oh, did it? They okay. said that La La Land won, and then they all got up. All the filmmakers got up and, and started celebrating. Like, oh, just kidding, uh, Moonlight won. So it was like that really awkward. That's like get down and hand the trophy back, and it's oh, pretty, that is really awkward. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I think La La Land. I feel like not a lot of movies can be magical, but I think La La Land is magical. Like when yeah. you're involved in it, I feel like you feel every emotion, and like, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and That's a really good choice. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's chemistry is just off the charts. They're so good together. Um, great actors. And and uh, I don't know, I don't know who directed it, but he also ended up, he he before that he directed a film called Whiplash, which I really oh. want to see now because um, I, what's that? I, I've seen that scene. Yeah. What's that? There's a scene in Whiplash. Um, it has J.K. Simmons in it, and yeah. um, there's like a scene where he's talking to a drummer, and like it's just intense, and it's fully J.K. Simmons, and so yeah, he's I, also another amazing actor. Yes, he is. I I can't wait to see that one, so I'll I'll get around to it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, number one, Monica. Okay, so number one, my number one is like my favorite action movie, and so this constantly changes, but um it's and it normally like switches with random like mcu movies but right now it's endgame um i'm not a particular fan of the ending of endgame which is interesting but um i loved that movie i thought it was great i thought that they took on so much and like so many big name actors and they were able to put it into a film and it wasn't bloated or overwhelming like it was just a good film and it was a good it was a good goodbye to Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and um, 
And I thought that that was, I thought they did an excellent job. Like I said, I don't particularly like the end end scene, but I'm kind of getting around to it. Okay. Um, which, which scene was that? It's been out for a while. You can go ahead and. Um, yeah. And, spoilers. It's where Chris <laughs> Evans goes back and is with Peggy. For some reason, I just don't like that. I didn't like it in the theater. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I think that they kind of just, they needed to get rid of him. Like, I like old man Cap, where he, like, gives the shield to... Um, Sam? Yeah, Sam. I was thinking Anthony Mackie, like, oh. his actual <laughs> name. Um, and, like, I love that, and I love Anthony Mackie taking on that title. Love that. But I just didn't like that he, like, went in the past and stayed with Peggy, because I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that they... They literally never went on a date with each other. Like they, and he like went in the past for her. And he's just like, that's a, that's a big commitment for somebody who like, they've never like actually been in a relationship with. Like if I was put under for 70 years, like I would go back in time to be with James because I've been with him for long enough. And like, we have a family together. Like that just kind of makes sense. Yeah. But for me, I just felt like it was a little cheap, but I love Endgame. I love the final battle. I think it's really cute because my my dad, he is like, he's such a sweet guy. But like when the portal scene comes up, he always like has, he's always like a little teary eyed. And for some reason, I think that's the cutest thing. And so whenever that scene, whenever I think about that scene, I always think about my dad and how emotional he's about it. And like, I think that's why I like it so much because I think of my dad because he like, he watched it like four times in the theater and he's yeah. just like don't tell anyone I told you this but I watched it four or five <laughs> times in the theater that's and sweet. I just think it's so cute so um just a couple things uh number one I I cried the last like half hour of that movie it was just one thing after another and I, I, I remember just sobbing my soul out that whole time like it was a great, great movie. Good experience. And it felt like a comic book come to life. Like it really did. Um, mm-hmm. To counter, I'm going to counter your point on the, uh, the the love story with Cap and Peggy. Oh, I, agree, I agree to an extent. Um, but I think it's kind of hard to picture. But like this guy was frozen for a long time. So he has no memory. He, he was just falling in love with Peggy and then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in our modern day and that was for like I think in the MCU timeline it was like eight years by the time no no it was a little longer than that but he even he would visit Peggy in the hospital and they would talk and and that kind of stuff so I mean as far as he knew he never had the chance to have a relationship with her so I think it makes sense in the context of the story if you didn't like it, that's one thing, you know, you don't have to like everything. From I can it. be swayed. I can be swayed. I think that's a really good point. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I always, I always, I like when you said that you cried, I was, I was like, oh yeah, there was a point that I cried when um, Happy's talking to Morgan and he's, she, he's just like, well, what do you want? And she's just like, I want a cheeseburger. And he's just like, oh, your dad liked cheeseburgers. I just, right. in the theater, I just started crying. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this, is, this is what gets me. Yeah, I'm actually starting to tear up a little bit right now. So let's uh let's move on. <laughs> we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Um, we'll spend more time with again with the MCU. It's gonna be a big thing. I think we're gonna be talking about. So we'll just spend more time on Endgame in the future. 
definitely. What about you, James? What's so your... my number one pick was the first one I thought of. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real surprised, aren't I? You're going to be so surprised. Um, I, I saw Tron Legacy for the first time, uh, in, well, I guess in 2021. Uh, I don't know why it took me so long to see this movie, but it was so good. And like the soundtrack was perfect. And I just, I really like jumping back in and seeing um, Flynn have to um, see the consequences of his actions in a way and like face the consequences of his actions and uh, and his son. And, you know, the, the whole father-son dynamic is always heart-wrenching. And then uh, seeing it, seeing the programs that he created, uh, and and where they go is just kind of fun. Uh, a while ago, like years ago, I made a joke about um, it's a complex joke, and you have to understand Man of La Mancha and the idea of unicorns. <clears throat> but basically, like seeing a unicorn um, fighting a windmill, because in in Don Quixote, Man of La Mancha, talks about jousting at windmills and, and creating these fake problems, these, these giants that you have to fight and jousting at them. And then I thought it was funny to send a unicorn into that because it looks like somebody jousting. Um, and so now in, in my mind, I have these imaginary creatures fighting imaginary problems. And when we talk about the digital world, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes is these imaginary creatures, these programs fighting these imaginary problems, whatever else is going on, other programs um, within the grid. And so uh, it was just kind of a, it was interesting to see that play out and where there's consequences of life and death because he's stuck in the grid um, and getting out and, and saving his family. I just, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Tron Legacy still. So I'm, I'm even more behind than you are now, James. Uh, but oh. I, uh, I, I've, I remember seeing the original when I was a kid and I was like, this is so dumb. Like they're just, I had no idea what was going on, but the, I was little. So maybe watching it now, I'd understand. And, and moving on to Tron Legacy, uh, we were talking about it, but the soundtrack in that movie is yeah. so, I Daft Punk, oh, they're so good. Oh my I've God. seen, I've seen some like super cuts and stuff of like people who uh, did Daft Punk style music and like editing to the original Tron movie. Yeah. And it's way more interesting just with the different soundtrack. Oh, I bet. This one, it's got a killer soundtrack the whole way through. Um, the visuals is just beautiful. Even even after all these years. I mean, um, what's his name? Jeff Bridges in the beginning of the movie. His his uh his facial his um de aging uh is a little good. is a little rough. It's a little rough. It took a little bit for Disney to get comfortable with their de aging tech. Yeah, yeah it's like gotta... hard into the uncanny valley. Very. Yeah weird to watch but yeah jeff bridges is just awesome and his voice is just just carries i just i love when jeff bridges gets mad because his voice like he's just like oh he's a fun grandpa and then all of a sudden he touches world war ii like memorabilia and he's really mad and you're like oh i'm so scared but it's just i love it, it just gets deep and void like well the box of scraps like i just love it <laughs> <laughs> love it cool yeah, so good picks. Um, my my number one, uh, let's see if I can remember. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so Star Wars. Uh, it's really hard to pick which Star Wars. Um, I I'm really torn between the original and uh, the Empire Strikes Back, but I'm probably just gonna go for the original. Um, 
Star Wars means a lot to me. I, I love Star Wars and uh, I play the Star Wars video games. Um, I play, I uh, watch, yeah, I've watched all the movies. Uh, the, uh, the anime that just released last year was, was so good. And I can't wait to talk about that more. But um, Star Wars has just created this legacy of, of influence. Um, and it is that first movie took off for, for a really good reason. It's, it's just a really well-made movie. George Lucas, I don't know what happened to him, but that first movie was so good. I just, I don't know what happened to like his filmmaking style that, that changed that made the prequel trilogy so bad but um which i don't get me wrong i still love the prequel trilogy um they're just bad, bad. There were some heavy heavy edits and we can talk about this more later there were like heavy heavy edits for the original trilogy like his wife was involved with a lot of it yeah and um other producers yeah. wasn't he not the writer yeah he was he, he he you know he started the idea he did a lot of the original work and then with Empire and Return of the Jedi, like um, there were just other people involved that really helped protect that original trilogy, trilogy and keep it, you know. He is, George Lucas is not a writer though. He said that, he's like, I'm not a writer. And like, you can tell in the prequels cause he wrote the yeah. prequels and I don't think, I might have to double check, I could be wrong. Um, I don't think he wrote. He didn't, uh, he didn't direct episodes five and six. Um, he directed Star Wars, uh, the original Star Wars, but um, yeah. I'm not sure if he, what exactly his role was in, in five and six. I mean, he created the series and he was very heavily involved in five and six, but um, he did not direct them. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the first one really just sets the stage for all this other lore. And he like, he hinted at things that, that were there. I mean, he rep you know, the, the Clone Wars came out of that, a more civilized age. And they had to like justify why a sword is more civilized and uh, they finally do it really well in, in the, the High Republic. Republic. Yeah. They talk about because they talk about how the saber, the reason is because it's loud and you can see it. And so it's a warning. And so the Jedis use it to warn, like, hey, listen, like you're doing something you're not supposed to do. So here you go. Here's my weapon. And if you don't listen to the warning, then you can easily be disarmed. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a quick thing. So mm -hmm. it's not like going to be a long drawn out thing, which I love. And that's what they said in the High Republic. And that's just a yeah. quick reference that George put in there in that first star wars movie More civilized age yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think that just contributes to the genius of, of that first movie yeah it just he set up so much stuff that that was so easy to branch off of and just the concept i mean at the time i don't think the you know space movies were, were as fun as star wars was at that time and like just the fact that it yeah, you know, audience was captivated with that and it just went on to blow up and just become this huge, huge thing. And even today it's, it's, it's huge. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I, that is such a good pick for your favorite movie. Star Wars is so good. It's yeah. such a, like, there's so much in depth and there's so many beautiful, um, oh, what's the word, like um, imagery and symbolism within within that and just like just the tropes of like the jedi and like the different and the sith and all that it's just beautiful and i it, that's an awesome awesome favorite movie yeah yeah so 
yeah, I think we all had really good picks. Uh, those nine movies, I feel like I'll have to watch um, the, the couple of them that um, you guys mentioned that I hadn't, I haven't watched yet. I won't, there's uh, Austin Land, Tenet, and uh, Clue, or yeah, Clue. I have to get around to watching those. I, oh, yeah, great I think, movies. I think they're all they're. Oh, Legacy. Clue you can watch on Amazon Prime, but Austin Land you have to pay for, and then the other stuff is on um, HBO, HBO Max, Max and Disney Plus. Disney right. Plus. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, uh, well, yeah. I guess that's all we've got for this week. Um, I am really excited about this. I I hope uh, us talking was was entertaining. Um, if you guys want to uh, just <laughs> let, people, let people know where you could find where they could find you or, or anything like that. Um, Follow along the show, and then uh, we also have a uh, Instagram page that's yeah. Then we'll we'll put a link to that. Um, I've got to make it less creepy and put a picture up and maybe a, a <laughs> maybe a post so it doesn't look as bare bones. But yeah, well, we have an Instagram page and we might have some other places to get to. But yeah. Yeah, that's all in the works. We'll we'll get around to it. Um, you can follow me uh, at Twitter. Um, it's at Jacob G O T M. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think uh, I think we'll be good. We'll be setting up our, our uh, social media pages very soon. So stay tuned and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, have a good day. Bye.